Yo! What's going on, everybody? Corbin Jake here. We are live on YouTube. We're going to put this on the podcast. I hope you're having a great Thursday. I'm actually going to take this and plug it into my Thursday thoughts on LinkedIn, which is one of the original places that I figured out how to force myself to be more consistent was to create something that I do once a week called Thursday Thoughts. So today we're going to dive into winning more 401k business. And there's a piece to that I really want to focus on. And it is really all about just cadence or rhythm or timing. I think understanding this important fact of relationship building is is just key. So let's dive in. I'm going to tell you a quick story as I get going on this because it helped me kind of figure out a lot of things in my life as, and it's a simple thing. I went to school, as a lot of you know, I went to school in BYU, Hawaii. I ran cross country there. Now, I was a runner growing up. I made the transition um, to, to run in college pretty quickly. I just walked onto the team and ended up having a scholarship a week later. And it wasn't easy. It was a ton of work. And I thought I knew a lot, but I definitely had an open mind, wanted to get better at my running and, and really improve. And one of the things we did as a team was we tried new tactics every year. Our coach um, was awesome, Coach K, and his name was Norman Kaluhio Kalani. He's a, a Hawaiian guy that uh, just ton of experience, really knew a lot about a lot of different sports and a lot of different fundamentals. But the key that I found from him was that he never stopped learning. Every single year, he would read a new book and he would apply what he learned from that book from different professionals around the globe as far as running goes and he would apply different principles that he learned from those and we would try them out and one year what we did we got super super good at counting our steps so what we would do is run around this really small field and we would count our steps and we would have to hit a certain number and we'd, we'd need to know that we were on that path and he would do it under different timing of how our distances so we knew how many steps we were taking for a mile, two miles, three miles, and we kind of could have this rhythm going where we could figure out just how our bodies felt at what mile pace we were running at. So I have it dialed in. I still today, I mean, this was back, this was a long time ago. This was like 15 years ago. I still can go out and just start running, and I kind of can tell within a few seconds of what pace I'm running. Like I really know if I'm running six minute or eight minute. It's pretty simple. Under six, five, I can tell because I did so much repetitive counting, knowing my steps, knowing what I was doing, knowing the speed I was pushing, that it's it's a natural thing for me because of just years and years of doing that. Um, and we really practiced that a lot. I remember doing it so many times around the small field. We would just count our steps and he'd say, all right, this is what we're going to do today. And it was a cool experience because as I take that, that what we did there and apply it and I've paid attention to, to over the past few years how I've built relationships in my 401k business, I've noticed there is different rhythms or different paces that we are able to build that trust with new clients, with prospects. And every single one is different. So it's fascinating to think that when we go into sales or put on our sales mode and we go right into trying to win a client, right? We get a we get that first meeting, we get all pumped up, we look at the 5,500, we get all the details, we get our proposal ready and we just show up like, hey, we got this, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and we just almost just blow up in their face with all the things that we're gonna do for them. Sometimes that goes really poorly, sometimes it goes awesome. There's honestly no 
one factor in how you present yourself to a client that is going to win every single time. There has to be a certain cadence that they determine. The client determines that you have no say at how fast you can build that relationship. You can, however, blow that up super fast if you do it wrong. So what I want to talk about is how to do that, how to better understand the rhythm of a client and what it is that they're trying to do. And the first number one key is listening to them. When you first get approached by a prospect, whether it's a referral from another client you have, from a LinkedIn contact, from a cold phone call, possibly, uh, which I've had multiple times, you got to listen. You got to ask the right questions that aren't assuming you, like they're not assuming a, an answer that you're already wanting to expect. So asking thoughtful questions that you are genuinely interested in finding out. Tell me more about the plan. Tell me more about the problems. Tell me more about the business. Get them talking to you and you'll start to feel and understand how much, one, how much they're going to give you as far as information goes. Some are very, very quiet. We're not going to tell you anything. Some are super cold and want to just send you a packet of information and they want you to benchmark it and tell them what you think. And they really don't want any, it's almost like they put this wall up that you can't build any trust with them. If you can't break down that wall, chances are you're you're probably just one of the one of the list of advisors that they're benchmarking their current advisor with. So that's fine. Don't turn down those opportunities, but know that's what you're going into and prepare to run a different pace with that situation. So rhythm with clients is key. Some plans are going to take years. Some are going to move in a day. We had a plan come in today. He met with one of our advisors, he signed over the plan today. It, you, there's no there's no exact science behind it other than listening is the key ingredient to know what your client is trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. And if you can ask the right questions and listen, you're going to make make progress there. So going back to um, running, you know, different times in different races, I would have to change my rhythm up. Now, knowing what I was getting into, knowing the course, we would definitely do a lot of research, a lot of deep dives onto which turns where, was it going to be muddy here? Where we're gonna have hills. We work as a team to strategize who's gonna make a move here and where, and we would know what we we're gonna do. Um, and the same thing needs to happen with your internal team. You need to coordinate so well with your group, whether it's your account management team. You need to have everything in order so that it just it just flows correctly in the best possible way for that client. And this goes, honestly, in my opinion the most important time for you to shine is once they've said yes. Here's why. They're the, at that point, they are the most excited to jump on board with you. And that's where you, if you screw up, if you lose that rhythm, you lose that, that way that you were able to get them to say yes, you're missing a massive opportunity. And a lot of people have been disrupted this way by COVID-19 in this year because their rhythm of how they typically did all their client meetings is totally messed up and they don't know how to do it and they hate Zoom meetings, and they hate phone calls, and so they just don't do it. You have to have a process in place, and you got to kick it off immediately when they say yes. And then you start a whole other chance to really shine because each individual participant, each employee, whether they're a partner, employee, CFO, CEO, whatever their position is, they're going to have their own individual cadence to get to know you individually. You may have already been through the process with HR, or the owner, or whoever is the actual trustee of the plan, but now you got to open up to literally could be hundreds of people, 
and they're all going to have their different different speed. They're going to want to go with you. And so having patience. So first, number one, have listen. Number two is have patience with them to listen to them and to take the appropriate steps in the time that they want to. So if you're meeting with clients, individuals, and you're sitting down with them, we work with a lot of physician groups. So we sit down with these physician, physicians as quickly as possible just to make sure that they honestly understand the 401k and the cash balance that they have it. You should do the same in your niche. Definitely have that be your number one goal to get through the door, sit down with each person, make sure they understand the benefit completely before you start to talk about anything else that you can do for them. That will lead to some really great openings, opportunities for you to share other ideas and thoughts, but also to ask good questions to know what their pain points could be outside of this 401k. Could it be they need a trust? Could it be um, they're worried about their life insurance? Could it be their other IRAs are not allocated correctly and they're worried about those? This isn't going to happen on that first visit possibly. So have patience and find that some will want to move over to you and move all their accounts to you to day one and some are going to take a long time and that's okay. They're all going to go at their different pace. Lastly, once you've got that client, so you've done the, you've done the work, you've got the whole 401k and then you've done whatever you're, you're either you're doing benefits with them or you are a wealth management team. They say yes to you at that point. That's another step to kind of figure out the rhythm with them of how they want to be taken care of going forward. And everybody's different. So know that your specific set process may have to be very adaptable to the different scenarios that you run into. And that balance in operations between what a client wants to see, how quickly that happened, something happened versus what you kind of operationally think is best may not match up. And having that ability to have change and and flexibility is going to be key. So that's the third thing I want to talk about. Flexibility to go outside the box in some scenarios and maybe spend a little more time with someone to talk about something that you aren't a specialist in, but introduce them to the right person that you maybe would know that you could solve their problem, even if it doesn't lead to any revenue for you. Having the flexibility to go where they want to go ongoing is key. So again, the three points, listen to them, have patience, and then be flexible. If you can master that in in your relationship building, you will not only have so much business you don't know what to do with, but you will have raving fans that will just continue to share with others how amazing you are. And you won't have to be cold calling people anymore. So that's the ultimate goal is to be so great at your relationship building and your trust building because you execute on those three things is going to lead to opportunities that you never had in in the first place. Which in the very end of this full summary of what I want to talk about is all about branding. So all those things, you listening, you being patient and you being flexible is going to in turn create a brand or a perception people have of you personally and of your company. So you have to have those things if you want to have a solid, safe, strong brand. And that is not going to happen overnight. So you have to keep pushing. You have to really take yourself out of the day-to-day grind sometimes and to assess how are you handling these things. How? So when you get a new opportunity, I think it's really important to, to take a step back and think, how did that process go? What could we improve on? And what can we apply right now to these other opportunities that we're still chasing? 
if you're continually pushing yourself in that direction and always improving, I mean, you're going to find yourself in a really good spot in the future. But if, if you just stick with your same pattern every single time, you're, you're probably just going to keep spinning your wheels and chasing opportunities that probably don't line up correctly. So I would encourage you, take a step back, take look at the last client you won, do a deep dive. What went well? Did you listen well? What was the rhythm? How long did it take them from when you first met them to where they said yes? And along that way, what, what did you have to be flexible with? Document that. You'll probably learn a lot just from that one simple client. And if you can do that, and then maybe adapt some of those things that you learned from that, that whole experience for the next few that you're hopefully working on right now, you're going to get better and better every single time you do that. The idea is not to be such a robot that you have this perfect process. And I definitely don't claim that every client that we win is a, it's tough. Winning a 4k client is not an easy task because they are very sticky. They stay with, their advisor with their, their administrators and with their record keepers for a lot longer than they probably should in a lot of cases. And I don't know why that is. I think there's just a fear of change in their own mindset, but every single opportunity is different. But getting them to move is typically a pretty long-term relationship that's going to stick with you if you keep maintaining that process of listening, being patient and adapting and being flexible. So, um, as you continue to work on your 401k business, I hope that you will take that into consideration and document the things that you're learning. So another key thing that I love to do is what I'm doing right now, YouTube videos, posting on LinkedIn, sharing your thoughts and ideas with others, even your competition. Too many of us in the advisor world think that we have to keep everything exclusive to ourselves. We have some secret sauce and that we're so special because we run this business and and it's almost like this big ego game. Like, get over that. If we would help each other, we would not only all win more business, we would see an improvement in the outcomes of all the 401ks because we would be continually helping each other instead of competing. I've worked in environments where we had sales teams that were internally competing, and it was not a positive. I think that's an old mindset that's really not effective. You need to have a strong ability to, to compete, but you need to collaborate with others. There is so much business out there. Uh, you know, you think about how many 401ks are really existence that are probably a mess. I mean, it's, it's thousands and thousands in every state. They're all around you. When I drive down the street, I can't even get very far without thinking, what does that business have in place for their 401k? Like, it happens to me all the time. And, and if I have time, sometimes I'll just pop in and say hello and see what I can find out. There are so many 401ks out there that it is an enormous opportunity if you can really dedicate your attention to this space. Now, whatever you're doing as well as 401ks, whether it's wealth management or benefits, you know, which is the most common, I would say, understanding, you know, where where the 401k fits in that puzzle and how you're valuable there, but dedicating real attention to it can lead to some huge opportunities. Um, I know I spent a long time on a phone, a couple phone calls today with some participants that really didn't understand their plan. And was it a waste of time? Well, I wasn't finding new clients, but what I am doing is building a brand and reputation. And what they will do 
in turn, most likely, is make a comment here or there, possibly to the trustees, the other partners of their firm. Of, Man, did you have you had a meeting with him? Like it spreads so quickly. If you just show real intent to help them and actual attention and listen, those three things, listen, be patient and be flexible. So that's all. I feel like I'm on a, on a ramble right now. So I'm going to wrap it up. Everybody, summer's coming. I hope that you're staying safe. I hope that you're not taking this summer off. I hope that you really put a lot of energy into your branding focus. And that's not marketing, branding. And that involves servicing your current clients to the highest degree possible because they're your best source of opportunities. Social media is, and websites and all those other things can sometimes feel like that's where we should put all of our attention and SEO and all this, all these other things that are a cost. But you've got to start right with your current core clients and build from there because they're really going to help you. And it's going to be a great way to develop your brand because they're going to talk and share with others. So... I would encourage you to take this summer, if you don't have a lot of new client meetings or um, other you know, client normally networking events or conferences that would be happening, take the time to really reevaluate how you have cadence or pace yourself with each client. Do you see them each quarter? Do you see them monthly? Do you see them each, once a year? Figure out what, what's working well and maybe you need to make some changes and suggest some things. Say, hey, I noticed we only see once a year. Like, would it be okay if we came in in July and just talked a little bit about, you know, um, HSAs or 529s? That's, I mean, we just did that yesterday. It went really well. Most people don't fully understand that. Find some way to add more value to your current clients, and it will open doors that you never thought were available. So, all right. Wrapping it up, if you haven't had a chance, make sure you sign up for um, the next club sesh. It's on June 5th at 1130 Mountain, so 1030 Pacific. No, yeah, 1030 Pacific, 130 uh, Eastern. We're going to have, i got a huge number of people showing up to that, so it's going to be really fascinating. We're going to talk about branding and marketing. I'm going to bring in probably, I've got a good friend I want to bring in to just talk quickly about branding, but I want to split the two up, and the best ideas to do for summer. So we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we'll get even deeper in actual tactical things you can do in summer to be really, really setting yourself up well for the fall. Because we know that's when most formal K's make the move, right? That's when everybody kind of takes it serious. Like, hey, years coming to an end. We need to make a change to a formal K. If you haven't done any work in the summer, you're probably not going to get those, those deals done. So summer is big, really, really big. We want to hit it hard. We still want to play hard too, but we're going to talk about that. There's going to be some great people on that call, so I hope you can make it. It's, again, it's just super fun getting together with some thought leaders and some passionate people in the 401k space. Um, so you can go to 41jake.com slash sesh and sign up for that. I'll just send you an email link with the Zoom info. So I'm not really pushing anything other than just getting your getting your input, getting you, ta- you know, connected to some other people in the industry. It's going to be fun. So hope to see you there. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be safe.